Ladies and gentlemen, how are you today? It's your host, Dave Neal. Welcome to the SAP, the Sex Actually podcast. How are you? Are you doing all right? I'm doing great. I just got back to, I just got back to Los Angeles, spent the last 10 days in Rhode Island and New York City. New York City! It was a blast. Always good to see old friends. Uh, Tasha's parents came to hang out with my parents. A little Kentucky, Rhode Island, uh, menage a quatre, I guess is what it would be called. Uh, it was a blast. I love it when you have um, family visiting your hometown because it's like an excuse to eat all the shit you shouldn't be eating. I'm like, oh, yeah, these are fried clam strips. Nobody needs to eat fried clam strips. Trust me. Nobody. Go down on your lady, get those fried clam strips, put a little lemon on it. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, folks, um, we got a good one for you today. Uh, let's just talk right about it. Uh, Tasha and myself uh, interview uh, our friend Jordan Lear. You know Jordan Lear. He's been on the podcast a bunch. He's a stand-up comedian. Uh, you've seen him on Young Sheldon. He's a good friend of the podcast. Well, uh, Jordan had a friend he wanted us to meet. And I love it when friends like to introduce me to their other podcasting friends. One big podcasting orgy. That's all it is. Knock on the podcasting door. It's a gangbang. So this week, we chat with Lauren LaGrasso. Lauren has a podcast called Unleash Your Inner Creative with Lauren LaGrasso. What are the odds? Uh, amazing. This is a great chat. Look, here's the deal. We talk a lot about creativity. We, we talk about a lot, a lot about harnessing your creativity. That doesn't mean you need to be a you know best-selling author or whatever it is. It's about honoring who you are on the inside. It's about releasing your sort of whatever jive it is that you got bottled up. And I'm not talking. I'm not talking to you like I got all the answers. Every day is a struggle right? The war of art, we talk about all the time. Every day is a struggle to procrastinate, to take the easy route, to just flip through Facebook and see what other people are creating. That's fine. Well, starting tomorrow, things can change. Let's start creating things we want to create. It's 2019 or whatever it is you're listening to this. And I, for one, think we have all the tools we'll ever need to do anything we want to do, whether it be a hip-hop artist. I just went back to see my buddy Andy and his girlfriend, um, Alexis, and they're the cutest. She's a Broadway singer, right? She's a musical. She sings musical theater. She tours. And then he's a rapper. And I'm like, how the fuck are you guys not making YouTube videos together? You know what I mean? Um, I'm projecting on a lot of people. I like to just tell people what they should do and then not do anything myself. Anyway, this episode, we talk all about the different ways you can unleash your inner creative. Let it out. Be authentic to who you are. Um, I think it's fun. I think we had a good chat. Uh, I, like I said, we don't have all the answers, but it's good to continuously check in with yourselves to kind of see where you're at. Sometimes we uh, pull focus to different things. You know, you, you know, you got to change, uh, you know, the transmission in your car. So all of a sudden, six months of you were saving up to make your short films, whatever it is, there's always going to be a roadblock and it's about powering through and understanding that the universe or God or whatever you want to call it. Lady Gaga, whatever, whoever it is you worship, the law of attraction works in a funny way where when you really dedicate yourself to a task at hand and try to do something creative, you're going to find a way to make it happen, which is a good example of the Patreon. We started Patreon in February, and I was really nervous, like a birthday party in sixth grade, that nobody would show up. I thought maybe... I launched this thing and then people would look in the door of the Patreon, see that no one was in there and say, no, nah, thanks. I'm out. You know what I mean? But that's not true. So far we have 16 and I know that doesn't sound crazy. We're not one of those podcasts with hundreds of thousands of donors, but we got 16 
all stars that I will never forget for life that have been with us for the last nine months, helping us, you know, contributing to extra bonus material that's helped us get new camera equipment, lighting gear, sound, uh, all, you know what I mean? It's, it's, we really appreciate that. So anyway, every week we have new episodes of the, of the Patreon. So I've been putting up solo episodes, a couple group episodes, road trip episodes, just extra content is so, so right now there's at least 30 extra episodes, which is uh, about a day and a half's worth of audio and some video and some other cool things. So I just want you guys to know that that is out there. Uh, after I talked to with Lauren and Jordan and Tasha about unleashing your inner creative and all that goes with that, I did a solo episode on the Patreon kind of talking about how to explore the laws of attraction, how to explore the fact that, you know, there are principles of how the universe works when it is you want to pursue something and how to get off your ass to make that happen. There are very clear cut, easy things you can do to get your mind, body and soul on the right frequency. That's like the best version of who you are. So you can then attract something that's the best version of who, of what you want. And, um, you know what the, the the war of art says that um, you only resist things that you love. So we re, we re, we resist uh, pursuing certain relationships. We resist uh, leaving the job for the you know the 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 creative world we want. We we resist um, sort of uh, mending uh, relationships with our family. We resist the things that we love because there's a lot of shit there, right? We want things to be perfect, fixed mentality. You know, paralysis by analysis, whatever the fuck terms we need to say. So the point is. Um, it's about not uh, apologizing for what we didn't do yesterday. It's not about apologizing for our shortcomings from last month. It's about moving forward and um, honoring our new commitments. And that's what we talk about with um, Unleashing the Inner Creative, honoring who we are and treating ourselves like number one in the company. You know what I mean? So treat yourself well. All right. Let me know what's good with your life. If you do want to hear kind of me go deep, you know, deep dive, that, that's what the solo episodes are all about. Just going deep. I read an article about the law of attraction and all the different ways that you can sort of start to put the pieces together to find out what it is you want. It might not be something specific. You might not be like, I want to be an Emmy award winning, you know, uh, star of young Sheldon, Jordan Lear. It might not be that. It might just be that you want to um, be a party planner and bring together people that you love to share um, the best versions of who they are and whatever their, you know, amazing messages. You might want to help amplify your friends, which is what I love about this podcast, that we get to amplify our friends' voices, hear what they're all about, and share some love with them. And um, I'm so grateful that on episode 358, we've done just that. So enjoy my chat with Tasha Courtney, Jordan Lear, and Lauren LaGrasso. boyfriend six and a half years wow mm -hmm. let's just jump right into it this okay. is dave you know, with tasha courtney returning guest jordan lear yeah. always love having you and lauren lagrasso yes Welcome. so pleased to be here i mentioned awesome. when i met you that i just assumed you were from new york because you have an italian name like that's how hey listen i i get it a lot and i think i am a, i'm a little aggressive as much as i like to talk about the bostonians being aggressive i do have somewhat of an aggressive presence so but i understand is that a detroit thing or an italian thing I don't know. I think it's just a, it's a me thing. And I grew up in a loud family. You had to be loud because everyone around you is loud. So if you weren't loud, you weren't going to be heard. 
Can you imagine if you were a shy person in like a loud Italian family? Yeah, my cousin Kevin. Really? It's, I've seen it in real life. Oh. Yeah. Poor Kevin. What does he do? Did, did He's he an engineer. It, oh, it worked out for him. Yeah. He's like, I'm just going to be smart and fuck all of you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, and you guys know each other from college? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Lauren's he, got the biggest personality I've ever met in my whole life. Whoa. Like, a lot of pressure. Like... <laughs> Everyone, you've you've always been in such a good mood, and you're always laughing so often. And you're a pretty in college, you're pretty straight laced. You had a drink here and there, but everyone really thought she was high all the time <laughs> because. And she would like hang out with me occasionally or laugh with me, and I did do drugs. And so <laughs> they just they go, oh, Lauren's stone too. It's like no man, she's just literally just enjoying life. Like I don't know, she's very, very yeah, fun, yeah, just living life. Yeah. Was Jordan a douchebag in college, or did that come after college? <laughs> I never saw him that way, and I actually still don't. Oh, burn! What up? I got that credibility from a woman too. What's no, up? Really? What's that's up? I'm here it's... to clear my name. I'm here to clear my name. That's What's up? That's why he invited me <laughs> to yeah, be I'm with like, you guys secretly. Really. That's uh, I yeah. rest my case. <laughs> no, because Jordan for the those listeners uh, going way back he's a star of young sheldon uh and uh long time uh, he's sheldon the guest, young one yeah you know that plays the bully uh he's yeah. tw- uh, late 20s still playing high school kids that's a good thing that means you've got yeah. good skin you stayed great out of the skin. sun yeah i'm a fucking superstar get used to it yeah, yeah. a lot I'll, of sunscreen <laughs> as a kid i mean what's your secret I need uh, you know some. i recently started moisturizing uh-huh. because i took i got some new headshots and this lady put on a mask for me the night before and she moisturized my skin and I saw the results. Did you like, get a facial or did someone just put a mask did, she on did, your like, face? Just like a mask. Who, know. the photographer or the yeah, makeup oh, artist? You remember, uh, for, no, like a, a girl. girl I was oh, okay, just, yeah, okay. Yeah. Just needed the clarification. And she moisturized my face with the Nivea cream and I looked gorgeous. And so I started doing it for every audition, and now I just do it every day. Yeah, that's right. But that's okay. You know, we learn men. We only learn about skin products and routines from women we date. Yeah. That's that's the uh, the only baggage we carry to the next relationship is how we micro needle <laughs> or whatever. I started micro needling this week, by the way. How did it go? I don't know. I didn't get any red. It basically it's just a it's just a ton of needles on a roller, and you just mow your face with it. Yeah. And it's supposed to like uh, release collagen, or and uh, then I got to tell my dad you'll I'm do gay it now. I don't know. Now, now you'll do it i don't know well i bet like i always feel like every time a girl gets like a new boyfriend she should understand that she's getting like the last creation from the last girl that where she left off of how to take care of yourself (laughs) where she gave up you mean yeah you know well i want to tell the quick stories of my micro needling this is how it all began this explains the whole relationship for new listeners this explains my whole dynamic with tasha here uh Tasha had mentioned she wanted to buy me a micro needling kit from this site. It was ninety five dollars, right? About it was ninety nine. It was a hundred dollars. And it wasn't okay. from a site. It was from my facialist. She so, does like packaging. And I go, you know, she puts little packages. And I go, no, 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 no. I'm not going to buy something from your facialist or your salon. It's no, I was, you weren't buying it. You know, I, I was going to buy it as a gift. You know, I have a good story when she's has already some interrupting. Scar you. tissue. Yeah. Yeah, and a couple, of, you know, scars, whatever. What can you do? You know what I mean? You live a life. Uh, but. Um, I was like, oh, no, I'm not spending a hundred bucks. There's, I'm gonna go on I'm Amazon. Spending. I went on. Either way, the point was, it's it's money's <laughs> money. Uh, so I went on Amazon. You can get them. You can get the the thing for seven dollars. And t- and then I could tell. And I was like, you wanted to buy it because you want the moisturizing cream, don't you? Because once I started reading the kit, I was like, you definitely. It comes is- with like a really nice mask and like a really nice serum that you're supposed to put on when you micro needle. But I'm afraid of micro needling. I don't know. I'm just scared of it. I haven't tried it. So she's willing. Sh- I feel your so skin. lost. Yeah, but like it's like it's- a roll on your face oh the the cold thing 
sort of like a jade I've roller. I've used the yeah. cold thing before. Sort of like that, except the roller <laughs> is covered in tiny needles. <laughs> so you roll tiny needles into and your And the face. point is, is that it releases collagen. This is like what you learned on season five of A Girlfriend. Now I've, I've only made it to season four of <laughs> yeah. A Girlfriend before. Coming up <laughs> next. Yeah. yeah, I got to the jade roll. I didn't get to that part yet. No, anyway, I, I called her out. I was like, you just want it because you want your own thing for it. And it, the, 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 the face that your girlfriend makes when you call her out and she knows you're right <laughs> is just the most innocent like yeah you got me she had no defense to it. <laughs> anyway so i got the seven dollar micro needling kit i'll probably like die from it or something i don't know they're all the same but, it, but now i don't have a serum to use with it so if anyone has a good serum right in <laughs> that's not what the podcast is about it's not about me i'm it's sorry not about for that serums. in a way it is in a way it is so you guys met in college have you stayed in touch or you just you both come to la and then obligatorily you need to become friends in la is that because that's how it works right oh, no. uh, well do you want to start? Sure. We, act, we acted together. Yeah, we were on the sitcom in college together yeah. called The Show. The Show? Yeah. It was like friends, but like in a college setting. Mm-hmm. It, was all, it was all made by college students, you know, had our University own of Michigan? studio. Cool. Michigan State. Sitcom. Michigan State. I yeah. don't know the difference. Michigan State. They're, They're rivals. completely yeah. different. Yeah. So you so you were on, was it a, is this a live action thing or they were live action? Yeah. It's yeah. a play, a play called The Sitcom. Yeah. Basically, but then toward the end, it got to be a little bit more like what you'd see today. So like kind of more like all up Parks and Recreation or The Office. It was like single camera. Oh, but no. we'd still do one a year that was multi-cam. Is yeah. that how you guys both got the, the into the acting world? Is that was that? Sure. It? I've been acting since I was like three. I don't really do it very much anymore. Yeah, that's we actually... We like traded places. It's, that was like her <laughs> shit. That was like yeah. her life was acting. And yeah. I, I like stumbled into it in college. Mm-hmm. What through this you, show. What made, like, what, where did your career turn into? What do you... Well, I do a lot of things. So, okay. Uh, d- where should I begin? Well, you moved out there I moved for out acting. Here, and I, I moved I, out here originally to do an internship on the Ellen show. Because oh, I, I got a BFA in acting, a BA in communication. I needed three more credits to complete those two degrees. So I applied for an internship here, moved here like 10 days after I graduated and decided to stay. The last week I was at Ellen, I got my first big professional acting job. Like it was at, I think it was at Center LA Center Studios. I was one of the main parts. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be famous. This is so easy. Like everything's coming to me. I went home for Christmas, came back and it was crickets. I had an agent. She like lived on a farm. It was very bizarre. (laughs) She canceled the first meeting because some goats hit. This was the quote. Some goats hit the water main on my farm. So I'm sorry. I'm going to have to cancel the meeting. I'm like, what's happening? Am I getting punked right now? (laughs) Then she left town without telling me. So it was kind of like I was in SAG. I was auditioning. But it was really, really, really heartbreaking. And it was kind of roadblock after roadblock. And while this was happening, I started like picking up a guitar and like Jordan had actually tried to teach me guitar a couple yeah. times in college, but it just never worked. That's like just my bang fingers. Move. Oh, yeah. He tries to teach you guitar. Nah, were, nah, no, you were trying to. That's a bang move. We've always been strongly friends though. The two of us. That was not the bang yeah. move. That, that's a bang move. That was not the bang move. But I don't think you were trying to bang me. I was trying to learn how to sing and she is also. It was like a barter. She's into musical theater. so She's a dope ass singer. And what? Oh, we had jammed a couple times because mm-hmm. I knew how to play Bruno Mars, Bruno Mars Grenade. Yeah. You, you knew the lyrics. It was on the radio. That's and it was bang, like, oh, we sound cool playing together. And that was yeah. the first time I was like, oh, if I just get like a girl singer that's got a great voice, I, I seem kind of cool playing alongside. Right. Whatever. So that was like the first flavor of what we ended up doing together. Yeah. So in that time, so that was 2011 spring. So now we're fast forwarding to spring 2012. I'm out here. And Jordan's not here yet, but I start like, you know, that stage when you're in between awake and asleep, 
I started falling asleep writing songs and I was like, okay, cool. I guess this is something I do now. <laughs> so then guitar suddenly like started coming easily to me and I started writing music. And then when Jordan moved out here in fall of 2012, it was fall of 2012, right? Yeah, correct. That's when we started playing music together. And within like nine months of us collaborating, we had played House of Blues. Within a year of us collaborating, we played The Viper Room. Within like a little over a year, we'd played The Hard Rock Cafe, and we were a band called Lojo and the Truth. And so that's where Jordan and I are really connected. I knew, I knew nothing about mm -hmm. any of this. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so cool. And here I thought you we were just were playing a guitar to fuck around. <laughs> no. Here I thought. Not expected. Boy, yeah. so many dimensions with Jordan Lear over here. <laughs> so many. This is great, but you, because you, you host a podcast about creativity, right? So it's all about just like finding your creativity. And one of the problems with acting is these like the brick walls that aren't, don't let you to be creative. So you yeah. just sit on your ass, right. worry about like, you know, you know, microdermabrasing or whatever, you know, <laughs> microneedling. And when, when you could just be out creating and doing things and that's what musicians can go play the piano until their knuckles bleed or whatever. And actors just wait for the phone call. That's you know, exactly that's it. it. I felt like it, I love acting. I still love it so much, but I realized it was going to be a long way around for me. Like I wasn't going to get there directly because I needed to empower myself and just waiting for a part didn't feel empowering. It felt like heartbreak and it felt like my brain was going to explode all the time, frankly. Yeah, it can make you crazy. All yeah. that rejection mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, and all the waiting. It's like oh, when you quit being creative and you quit like pursuing a passion, it it hurts your insides. It stifles mm -hmm. your insides. You become a shell of this person with hopes and dreams that you used to be. Right. And I think too, it's like, it's hard when you kind of go away from what you thought your original dream was, right? Like I think the dreams you find on the way to your dream can be even more powerful, even more powerful than your original intention. But I had to like talk down my child self. I was like, what the fuck? We were supposed to act. What are you doing to me? Like we were supposed to be this actress. And I was like, calm down. It's going to be okay, little Lauren. Like we're doing these new things now. I actually ended up like doing producing of podcasts and like in addition to hosting and I now I'm a singer songwriter and Jordan like went on his own way and that was actually a really difficult thing too and the band broke up like <laughs> I thought that that was the worst thing that could ever happen to me was the two of us not making music anymore but again like it turned out to be one of the best things that ever happened to me because I had to get better and if I had stayed with you I don't think I ever would have empowered myself to like fully support myself on the mm. guitar or like to really write alone so yeah <laughs> But yeah. it's a good point because a lot of a lot of times when we talk to people, it's about like be creative, leap in the net will appear, do something. But in some cases, it's how do you choose which creative thing to do over another? Because mm -hmm. time yeah. is a finite resource. Yeah. You can like we ask ourselves this all the time. We we've done three hundred and sixty or so podcast episodes, and we're kind of like, are we spending time doing the wrong thing, or is like is or is I mean, and I don't think so. Subscribe, rate, review, share it with your <laughs> friends. But sometimes you just wonder if you're like, what am I even doing? Well, you're allowed a shift in your priorities as you grow and change yeah. right mm -hmm. as we get older our priorities change maybe you're more focused on having a family than you are on having a career and that's allowed that's part of life right yeah i get that way with stand-up because i can i get in a rut where like i'm doing it a ton and you don't see much out of it you're just doing it it's very fun but then you go oh wait what is this for and you have to i, I don't know i constantly yeah. doing i'm like because i don't know i'm like, it's a great practice for acting, but acting is kind of, for me, my number one that, like, I'll push off schedules for. And so I'm like, yo, 
instead of doing like seven nights a week of stand up, like yeah. how many nights a week was I supposed to do like something for this? But I just well, I get addicted to it. You know? yeah, well, what, because I think with stand up, the e- for for create coming from like acting and other other uh, uh, avenues of creativity where you don't have as much control with stand up, you know you can get up every night, even if you're paying right. money to go mm-hmm. perform, you know you can go do it. So sometimes you will get hyper focused on being like I need to get up X amount of times know, per week. Yeah. When it's like why don't I just not do that and go shoot the YouTube video I wanted to shoot with my buddy that's probably got way more potential to be seen and heard by others than just like performing in front of six people but it's like retraining your brain over like what creative thing you need to do like what's most important what needs to come to the surface mm-hmm. so like how did you decide when the when the band breaks up <laughs> I love that term the band breaks how did you decide what to, to invest your time and energy into I just had to sing I just had to I don't I didn't really feel like I had a choice like that was the thing that I felt most called to do at that time and so if Jordan wasn't wanting to do it as much as me I realized that was a disconnect and that I loved him and I wanted to do it with him but if he didn't want to do that I had to do that more than anything so I just kept going did you know the avenue you wanted to take or like I wanted to make an album and so it's been I'm about to put it out I mean wow. it's like in the next Almost month there. I'm putting out my single wow it's congrats been, thank you it's been a four year process though if you told me that when I was like 24 and we started I would have punched you in the face yeah <laughs> we have a song called 24 <laughs> But isn't but, it isn't it yeah. just great though that you don't have to even for the music you don't have to, it used to be the record company uh. they they decide and now Macklemore's like nah player I'm gonna do it and I'm gonna make more money and then like there's road comics that don't that they'll like I'm gonna book my own theater I'm not going through Levity or whatever management group takes their yeah. cut I know my following they're gonna be there for musician if you know people want to listen to something mm-hmm. it's like it's like now more than ever there's like this meritocracy with creativity where it's like you can shoot a web show if it's good enough someone's gonna find it yeah i say it's the best time in history like in all of history for creative people we've never ever had more autonomy than we have now so if you have an idea do it like literally the only person stopping you is you okay so that's the easy answer and i and Mm -hmm. i and i go with that but let's break that down like so there's there are people listening that's like i'm in wyoming like what the fuck do you mean do it you know what i mean like how how would you tell someone in kentucky where tasha's from or you know that to, to take those initial steps to to pursue creativity? Is it is it reading up on it, getting information? Well, first step is battling like your doubt demons, mm-hmm. right? Those like fear demons that are going to tell you you can't do it, that are going to say, oh, it's too overwhelming. You have a picture of the final product, but you can't see the steps on how to get there that are going to try and prevent you from getting started in the first place. So that's step one. But then what's step two? I think it depends on what your creative pursuit is. I mean, my whole like goal with the podcast is... Yes, exactly what you said. Like, number one is to help people kind of redefine their relationship with fear because I believe that's the root of all evil and it's what keeps us from doing everything good in life. But the other thing is to make creativity the filter for your entire life. So, okay, like maybe you want to be an actor. Maybe you don't know anyone who would make a film with you. But what you can do is like be more creative all the time. Start thinking of ideas. Keep a notepad with you. Write things down. And then when you do meet the people who are like in alignment with what you want to do, you'll be ready. You have to like get yourself in a state of being ready. And I think also like I was listening to a podcast you guys did in anticipation for this. Yes. And I don't remember the name of her, um, but it was all about like power of intention and um, and Esther Hicks. And she told Petra. Yeah, it was great. Oh, we haven't had Petra on. Was was, was the guest on the podcast? She was on the podcast. She was a comedian. Oh, that must have been Nikki Miller. 
She's an older lady. Nikki yes. Davis. Yeah, Miller, Nikki Davis. Yeah, I really. I don't want to be an older lady. Sorry, Nikki. Really, <laughs> she's, she's like, no, she I hate you for saying that shit. She's amazing she's though because you. she has this very cool story where she didn't do stand up till she was forty-five. Right. A lot of people would say, "Oh, I'm forty-five. I can't do that." Like it's yeah, like your life's over. She's always looked thirty years old though. Yeah, she still does. A hundred percent. But her mind was still forty-five. So people have a lot of stories associated with what that age means. So anyway, she talks about feeling good and how that's the number one thing. And if you just kind of keep associating yourself with things that feel an integrity with who you are, I really do believe if you're studying your craft, if you're act- actively like seeking out other people who want to do what you do and you're focusing on feeling good and kind of making creativity the filter for your life, you will get yourself to a place where you can start doing those things. Yeah. And you have to have the faith that you're going to figure out all the things you don't know, whether it's what a shot list is for making your own sketch or for music, what, you know, you, you realize how valuable all these other assets are once you decide to come together. But the thing I've always noticed with creativity, the second you decide to make something, whether it's an album, mm-hmm. a podcast, whatever it is, people will find you. If you build it, they will come. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's 100% true. You're right. It, Even with things as simple as like Instagram, bloggers and influencers you build it you shoot it you get creative you do your own backgrounds you put on the self timer on your cell phone and, and people show up for that they they stumble on you at the right moment you're right it's about being yeah. prepared showing that you've done the work that you can handle it be prepared when the lightning strikes you know but we also we've talked a lot about Marianne Williamson who I'm starting to read her book The Law of Divine Compensation I say starting I've got I like found out I books. went to high school with her daughter wow. and I didn't what? Know. yeah but wow. she mentions Recently, a lot of the same in my Spanish class <laughs> she, Sorry to she, no, no worries. <laughs> Presidential candidate Marion Williamson mentions, and you know what, what's so great is that everyone made fun of her. Of course, she came when they talk about crystals in the, in the debate. She, she's what we need is love in the world. But she's like sixty-seven and looks like forty, right? So like she's she's doing, doing something, yeah, right? Micro needles for sure. But um, she's but, got the serum. But she was also the most googled afterwards. People are like what oh, what yeah. the fuck is she talking about? Oh, but yeah. she's talking mm-hmm. about love. So in the book Divine Law of Divine Compensation, all these limitations we have. Oh, you can't make money. This you're gonna be a starving actor. This blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Poor poor poor. Fear fear fear. She says miracles are supposed to come into our world, right? They're supposed to happen. So it's like, it's like you Having need to that like blockage mindset is only going to put up walls around you. You're not being open to receiving miracles. And right? we're all, and I'm saying it because we're all guilty of doing this probably almost every day in some aspect we're like rejecting a gift that might come to us mm-hmm. and it doesn't always seem that way but there's always a better solution to like whatever roadblock you hit it's like you throw a boulder in the middle of the river you, the water's going to divert but like know that those boulders are like they're not stopping you. But like we'll let them stop us. We'll be like, oh, guess guess I'm done with that. I'm broke because that didn't pan out. But it's like, no, the lessons you learned and everything when it when it when you look backwards, it all just comes together, right? So like, it it doesn't mean don't feel like I'm still gonna feel fear, but you need to like almost laugh at it. And like, like, what do you, like, what do you do? You say don't feel the fear and just create. But what happens? No, when- I don't think don't feel the fear. Take the fear out of the driver's seat. The fear is gonna be there, but it's a teacher. It's not the leader. You're the leader, right? Don't let the fear lead what you're doing. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. So fear is just riding shotgun. Yeah, fear yeah. can ride shotgun. Like fear's there. It's a good you instructor. Like it keeps you from it. like getting hit by a bus. You yeah, know? absolutely. But it has an evolutionary purpose, right? Dude, Keeping always, us uh, alive. You guys done some P90X, right? <laughs> I know. I look at this table. I know everyone here has done a little feet out. You know, Tony, I've never done P90X, Tony, well, but I Tony, understand. Tony Horton, he's so inspiring in it. And in the middle of the workout, or in the middle of yoga, actually, you're in a long ass pose, and he goes, "Get on, get used to feeling uncomfortable. It's where you're gonna be for a while. It's good for you." 
And I always think about that when I'm, <laughs> I don't know, when I, things are hard. LA's fucking hard just to live in the city and do like artist shit. Just and to be alive. It's always, like, I'm like always uncomfortable. I feel always tired. But always I'm, annoyed. Yeah, never I, a yeah. parking spot. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm starting to like thrive in it. I'm like, no, I'm good at feeling annoyed. Fuck you guys. I'm going to fucking make it through this shit. It's almost like, I feel like I'm, I'm 45 minutes through an hour workout and I'm about to fucking drop bills on these like it's almost like a badge it. of honor yeah when you're really just is. like yeah. i feel i felt that way about I new york when you like finally learn the subway and you like learn how to be like not necessarily aggressive but like very assertive with mm. people you're like a sidewalk warrior right you don't move out of the way they move out of the way or whatever it's like a badge of honor that you're like no i i handle this yeah well, you know uh, when i when i moved when i was living in rhode island i had gotten fired from my corporate job and yeah. i was like graduate from college i was like i don't know what the fuck i want to do and i was like do i move to new york i started doing a little acting i was like do i move to new york but it's like so expensive and this and that and i had this old man george that he was a uh, george i mean late 80s he's still alive he was a boxer in the navy or whatever the fuck he's always telling me about the eight balls he used to do with pilots on oh, flights Jesus. like he was an agent all these crazy stories he's like he was like every every four dollars you spend on a coffee in new york city is a chance for you to like network or let serendipity happen so like for him it was like go to the place where all the creative shit's happening at least like to like start your career and then and then you can like surf around that and ask mm -hmm. a lot of smart questions versus like being in nebraska or and i hate to say like I'm, i keep on referencing the midwest but if you're not in a hub somewhere where there's atlanta or somewhere you have to kind of be at least in a stepping well, stone you have for to people find your tribe right yeah. you have to find people that are on the same wavelength as you that have similar goals and priorities so that you can work together and help each other grow yeah right. if you want to write country you go to nashville <laughs> you go to memphis you go to places that like you have a fighting chance and i'm and, and i know that's a kind of a i know i know any you can do it do it anywhere yeah but I'm i just, think there's something to being a big fish in a small pond for a period of time and like building up your confidence building your community there and then going somewhere else but with the expectation that you're like not going to be top dog you can't let your ego get into it because if you do you'll come right back home mm -hmm. So oh, it's like yeah. you get to the yeah. point where you've outgrown your fishbowl. Right. So now you have yeah. to move into a bigger fishbowl. Right. But there's going to be lots of other big fish uh -huh. in that fishbowl. And they're bowl. really pretty. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, we're, we're <laughs> very fit. So oh, fit. They've and, all done P90X. And they're always younger. <laughs> and that's something everyone, everyone no, can always that, yeah. know. They have natural microneedling. Like, well, Jordan, right? Like, <laughs> younger you're, than you. you're, you're breaking strides as a high school bully in TV shows. But there's people 29. younger than me that, like, I acted with that they're, like, 10 years younger than me and they're getting bigger. And I'm already already like all oh, these younger people and yeah. i'm like but i'm sure everyone else <laughs> well, that's that why about i hate me. child actors and, yeah. and it's a, <laughs> it's a, a flaw of mine but i'm like how the fuck can this five-year-old be more dude. advanced in their career than i am dude i just it's because they don't have attachment though dude i've just auditioned mm -hmm. for this this movie that i didn't get because i looked up the mdb and some other guy who got the role and i was like all right what's his deal and it's for a 17 year old type role <laughs> And so obviously this kid is probably like seven years younger than me already anyways. And I looked up his credits. This motherfucker was in movies in 2009. I was like, fuck you, dude. Fuck you. <laughs> he's just like, like an ageless yeah. teenager. Yeah. Or he's just been doing I was like, how have you been doing it since that long? You so, know? Some people wow. have that um, that uh, Michael J. Fox look, you know, where they're mm. just going to look oh, like that forever. But you um, also can't like focus on how other people had yeah, like yeah, better yeah. circumstances. I know. Yeah. You know? I like bitterness sometimes. I wish my parents <laughs> let me start doing acting and modeling more seriously you know i wish they were more supportive right. i had to like just jump ship out of kentucky and do it on my own they were they were half-assed supportive when i was like little you know money for my college fund but they didn't want it to go any further half -ass than that supportive. <laughs> 
Yeah. You listen there, Jeannie? You're half passive <laughs> No, but they, they didn't want it to be a serious thing. Right. So they're when it, probably scared for you and wanted to protect you. Absolutely. You know, it comes from a good place, but then you get that in your head, and then you're hearing that voice when you have self-doubt. <laughs> How do you but deal with parents that are uh, that that are scared for you? Because that is like, Dude. that that, it, that does weigh on you, that they're like so know. fear-based. I Dude, mean, I was just home yeah. talking to somebody that's from Michigan State, actually, and she, uh, she lives in the middle of nowhere, and she wants to do photography, and she spent two years decide like, oh, I'm going to go to L.A., I'm going to go to L.A. And her parents, they're asking me all these questions. They're like, well, is it more expensive there? No. And it's like, yeah, dude. It's Yeah, it's more expensive. It's harder to guess. Yeah, all your questions. And they're like, well, we just keep telling her it's tough. It's like, why are you doing that? You know? know. And, and I told her, I'm like, yo, you just have to go. Whether it, just to decide if you like it or not, you might hate it, but you have to go to get something out of that because nothing is going to happen. Well, I think here. you have to allow nothing. your kids the freedom to sort of like fail on their own. Like, yeah. let them support, explore their options, let them like take their creativity as far as they want to take it. You know, Taylor Swift's parents like uprooted their whole life so that she could yeah. go try and have a music career. And guess what? Now she's buying them 50 houses. So, so you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, allowing your kid, your 15 year old to move the whole family to Nashville because you believe in them and you believe in their dream and their passion. I mean, there's something to be said for that. You give them a head start. It's really true that there's no, there's no creative idea stupid enough. They can't make money. We were at the magic castle last night with our friend, uh, Carl Hine. He goes by Carl Coppertop. He he was a guest (laughs) on an episode ages ago. You wouldn't Uh, watch the magic uh, last night. He was a guest on the podcast. Oh yeah. Yeah. He was on the podcast. Yeah. And, um, you know, Carl, I mean, he was telling us about this cruise. He was on an, you know, he does, he he does all the, the world. He's on 30, countries and he's probably the best close-up magician in the world and you see these other magicians that are like good and like they're the best in their own country and they come here and it, it like looks okay and then you see carl do it and you go holy fuck and it's like dude is so good at at sleight of hand and he's made a life traveling the world doing what he loves and like i'm sure had to deal with years of people being like oh magic cool <laughs> cool bro you do you make like cards yeah. go away <laughs> awesome but it's like but he's like being he can be flown over the world to go do a uh, some gig in beijing that you that we'll never hear of yeah. in front and just, just blow people i'm talking blow your minds guys oh, i know just yeah blow your mind i saw shit. a magician at an open mic and no one could follow him yeah he, he made everyone laugh too who was it justin wellman no it was some oh. guy with like it was an italian dude he's like okay. straight michael carbonaro maybe from the carbonaro effect i love he's that good. i don't know i don't know <laughs> He was at the challenge mic like like a month ago <laughs> over in Koreatown. Yeah, but but magicians they have that same thing where it's like there's years before the payoff, so they yeah. have, you have to believe in yourself yeah. to an extent that like no one will, no one can truly believe in you until you're there. And even we said like Tasha and I like Tasha, I mean I she you can support me and stuff, but like you really can't fully believe in my capabilities. Like I can. And I and I get that, and that's yeah, why no I gotta can. and that's why I gotta push hard because it's like I don't want her to be like you'll you'll be perfect, don't worry. And it's like no no no, I I, I know that like there's a little bit of doubt that yeah. I that I can competitively like work as hard as possible to show that I can provide telling jokes, doing a podcast, yeah. doing things that are way more important than like if I had some hourly job. Like that hourly job is not... But I'm you not also giving... know that like deep in your heart, you've chosen a path that is more difficult. There's not necessarily like a clear laid out mm-hmm. plan for like how to get from like just starting out to successful when you're yeah. in a creative field. Like, That's what, do what I people want? say. What do I want out of this? Yeah. Like, should I, I should draw what I want, right? Like what is this? Yeah, well, Lauren, you have to set yeah. your plan, right? Yeah. So, so Lauren, we've done this podcast for six years. We've had... You know, we passed half a million downloads and, Congrats, you know, small but happy 
type of thing. We've got a guy who was started listening during chemo in Australia. He started listening to our podcast during chemotherapy. And we have Patreon listeners from England and all over the fucking place. It's amazing. It's amazing. But also, it's a small percentage of the overall pie. So how do you how do you stay happy knowing you're doing something creative and even just the creativity of bringing others together and having a good convo, but also know that you want your voice to be to to you know to go to a bigger market like how do you, how how are you okay being content but still hungry for more I'm definitely working through that right now but I'll tell you what I'm doing so I think the fact that you just said like you've actually like tangibly affected someone's lives like some people's lives focus on that you know like you got somebody through cancer like not you alone but like you made their experience a little bit more dirt, like in, not enjoyable but like bearable that's huge so like what Esther Hicks says, focus on the good feeling thought, focus on what you have done and then expand upon that. And just, I mean, there are like actual literal ways. Like I think you could probably like find like weird little pockets of Reddit and start posting it in there and like building your voice and getting it bigger and bigger. But I think in the meantime, focus on what you are doing right and also put your focus somewhere else. So I've been thinking recently like, okay, maybe I'm not where I want to be downloads wise with my podcast. But it has brought so many amazing connections into my life that have brought upon about other opportunities. Like I've gotten to do public speaking because of it. I got to speak at the Girl Boss Rally. I'm going to get to speak at another rally. Um, it's called the Pretty Thing Tour coming up. And I'm going to get to talk all about creativity. So like, it's funny, but Rob Lowe said this really insightful <laughs> thing. Once. Yeah. I, I produced Maria Shriver's podcast and he came on and like, I did not expect to be inspired by him at all. I thought he would just be like a random person. He said the most profound thing so he does a lot of one-man shows and rob Lowe does yeah apparently see but this is this will make sense with what i'm about to say he's like so he tells young creative people that the act of doing something all by yourself usually doesn't like maybe it won't like get you to like the top of whatever chart you want to be on or it won't like you know put you like out, out as a worldwide famous person but the energy of stepping forward into the universe in that way always, always brings about bigger opportunities. And I've absolutely found that to be true. Actually, so much so that I have a Detroit agent out of nowhere. This past year, since I started my podcast, I've been getting a ton of huge auditions. Wow. When I was trying to act, I couldn't get an audition to save my life. I hadn't heard from them in like six years. Because you're giving off the energy <laughs> yeah. of a self-sustainable creative. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm saying that's, I that's believe in myself. I believe in myself enough to put my voice out into the world, even though it's petrifying. So yeah. I think that focusing on not just like the tangible values that people usually look at, but what is like the overarching value that you're getting out of this? Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a good point. It's like, it's like there's only so, so much volume in our surrounding orb to be, that can, like we can let you, the more negativity you can kick out, there has to be something equal that comes back. So like we were, we were coming home from brunch earlier today and I was like, we need to just keep on putting the gas pedal down on all the good things that are happening because I was like the last two months they've redone the iTunes category. So the downloads, it says we're lower. It says we've lost a couple like percentage points of, of like, uh, you know, of that trajectory, but also like we've got more interaction from audience and this and mm -hmm. that. So I'm like, I'm going to focus less on what these numbers say and go more on the gut that people are telling us in person, you guys are doing a great job. They're reaching out to us. Oh my gosh. So it's like th they're out there. And, 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 um, and we, we mentioned this because social media can be such a, 
fucking cuck, you know, it, it's really just the numbers of social media just get, sh- get cuck. It's going to watch you, watch you, watch your game. It is. It's, a, it's or, such a what? bastard what? social media because it. Like the, a cuckold, like in Shakespeare? Yeah. yeah, the, yeah. Social My media. wife stepped out with another woman. <laughs> iTunes. iTunes. You know, Instagram. But the point is, is that there, there's a point, I promise, is that there's all these uh, algorithms and numbers that associate with us lacking you know, it shows you the competitiveness of where we're at that it's like, like I'm not going nuts if my um, IMDB star meter goes down, but it sucks to know we're working hard on the <laughs> yeah, podcast. What is that even? No one even knows. <laughs> no one even knows. But, meter, but like, yeah. but you know, on Instagram, when you tick down and lose a hundred followers, you go, but I've been working at this thing, you know? Yeah. So it's like, I'm trying to worry less about those stupid uh, benchmarks that that they try to quantify creativity because that's what right. they're basically doing is quantifying your creativity. So it's like you have to like ignore that and just do what makes you happy. <laughs> I've always uh, had like not good results or reception from audiences and stuff. <laughs> and so like my, my that's a like, great way to put it. <laughs> my my honestly my bar has always been set so low that like I'm I really just enjoy what I'm doing more than ever now because I've never had a higher low, it's just steady. And so I just internally, I don't know, like with stand up, I feel like so happy right now but i'm not necessarily getting more laughs i'm actually more people dislike me than ever when i go <laughs> i was talking so much shit at flappers i was talking so much shit last night people weren't liking it at all at that's all. what gets you off i know and because because i had a good set i had a pretty good set actually and i actually i went out to the hallway afterwards and i go that's right just crushed that's right i'm good you like that keep doing open mics baby Keep doing open mics. And someone's like, why do you do that? You should not be all like arrogant like that. I go, what would I get booked less? Less than I do now? The zero times I get booked already? What's it fucking matter? Yeah, you're at a powerful (laughs) place of detachment where you're over over needing the outcome of Barbara's approval. You're like, Barbara, go suck my dick. Is Barbara the shirt? Yeah, because Barbara, Barbara, how are you? Nice to hear from you. Uh, No, but yeah, it's like, (laughs) Barbara, it's like, who cares? Who cares? Because in the end, she's there. That's just a gatekeeper to a stage. So, you know what I mean? So it's like they can kick you out and ban you. I'm sure they banned you before. They didn't right? ban me there. No, no, no but some no, we've not, all not we, there. Some we've all been either banned or shadow banned from flappers. We've yeah, all yeah. been shadow like pan. just yeah, shadow banning happens on stand up where someone's like like I mean I've had friends that stuck up for themselves and then yeah, I get an email from Westside Comedy Club saying <laughs> no one booked so and so no one booked Johnny Mitchell. He's on the blacklist. Uh, oh really? Johnny got put on the blacklist Why? and I was like Johnny and I and then I texted John because I was like hey John just want to let you know you've been banned <laughs> from Westside. He was like what for what material? I, he he got he got in. In, into it with the bo- with the booker over something oh, and the booker the booker was a female and, and he's a tall guy and you know, we know Johnny he's See, a nice guy but he's also a high I haven't head. had any of those but Barbara from Flappers has told me she don't like my material Rita from the Improv has said she doesn't like my material so I'm like the chains are off. Like, I have nobody to please. So fuck it. I do I think that Jordan has please. a power there, though. Because <laughs> I, I, I remember I was taking a songwriting class. Like, it was right after we right, decided to go our great. separate ways. This is great. And I got all these notes, and I was destroyed Because it was then. a hit song she wrote. She wrote a kick-ass song. It's about, it's called Lonely City. It's, very it's simple. about L.A. And it's the same how chords. sad it can be sometimes same living chords. here. Yeah. Of course, it's the same as the verse. But it's like an interesting it's meter. It's like, catchy. Yeah, it's cool. Lonely it's a good song. I'll play city it for you when people are haunted and rare, it's like catchy. You yeah, know? it's fun. But I brought it to them and they destroyed it. And I was <sighs> destroyed. I'm very sensitive. Like, I'm working this. on it's it. It's your art. So it yeah. feels very personal. It feels like they're picking apart you. Yeah, it did. It felt very personal. And so I went to Jordan. I'm like, well, they said this. They said this. And I don't know. Do you think I should work? And he's like, I'm going to tell you what I think of their notes. <laughs> he takes a post it note. He writes something on it, passes it back to me. I read it. It says, 
fuck them. It's <laughs> beautiful. My favorite quote from Risky Business, he guy goes, sometimes you just got to say what the fuck. Yeah. That's yeah. it. You just got to say what the fuck. And it's like, it doesn't mean you, you're not trying to play by the rules, but you realize the rules aren't always meant for you. And I always say this, like I, I, my, my friend Evelina and I auditioned for this Bud Light thing and she walks into the audition. They line up like 10 people in a row. She walks in and asks the casting director if she could have some of the veg- vegetables. They had the vegetables in the dip and she starts eating the vegetables in the dip oh. and we're all just like, the fuck are you doing? She booked a fucking part. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she booked a part. She wasn't, no, you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to eat their food during the audition. <laughs> That's amazing. And, and she just could give two shits and of course, if you're not right for it, that they probably would have banned you anyway but it's like, there's something to be said about being like, I'm going to make the song I want to make. You know, Eamon's song, uh, fuck it, right? Fuck what they said. It don't mean shit now. You know that, that song? Yeah. That's like, that song well, could never be played in a million years and it was a popular song. Sure. I mean, they gave her so many notes that were just notes you could give someone. Like, it was a simple song, and they're like, well, it needs to have this. And it's like, she played me the version that they rewrote, and I'm like, it's a song, but it sucks. Uh, <laughs> the original one is dope, so just play that. Like, yeah. you know it's dope. Everyone thought it was dope. And ever, I don't know. There's something about when people see something good, they want to change it. Mm-hmm. Like they no, want their mark. No one, yeah, exactly. They want to put their stamp on it. They no want to get their writer's credit. No one's ever tried to punch up one of my bad jokes. They've only tried to punch up one of my good jokes. You know what I mean? Or if you have a script, it's a movie, they're like, oh, well, I would do this with it. But if it was nothing, they like they couldn't come up with a better idea. And you can trust a friend. You can trust, you know, you know, there, there are people you can trust and and listen, but in the end, like if you if you if you're adamant about something, I love the scene in, in that in the Queen movie. What's the, what's the movie called? I don't even know. The Queen. Is Rhapsody. It, Rhapsody, oh. where they're like, where they're meeting with the uh, the uh, the like the Queen executive, <laughs> you know, Mike it, Myers. Yeah. yeah, he's meeting with Mike, and he goes, mm-hmm. and he's just like, it's, it's you can't a, have a seven minute song, <laughs> shit like that. Yeah, a fat bastard. Yeah, one yeah. of those things. Yeah, and it's uh, but yeah, you're right. It's like they, they put their fucking foot down. Yeah. Sylvester Stallone, we we drive by the mo- and see the movie Rambo on the on the poster board. He puts his fucking foot down on Rocky. No, yeah. no, no, this is my thing. I'm doing it. Yeah, and he and he didn't give it away. And there's something to be said about that. We're, we're an indie, indie podcast. You'd have to real sweet. You'd have to really sweet talk me to go on Wondery and have 55 different ads up because they owe 100 million dollars to their investors. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they butcher the shit out of their podcast and in 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 this and that. Wonder if you're listening, I'll negotiate. We would love you. But the uh, point is, is that but then you got someone like Joe Rogan. It's like I'll do it with my cast of three people. Thank you very much. You just realize that people want to sort of like yeah, make it either put their input into it because then they have some value. And sometimes the value comes from like sticking to your guns and your vision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That doesn't always get that doesn't always pay off right away at Flappers or the improv. <laughs> and it might be years before you like are able to like uh, tweak whatever asshole vibe you want the audience to feel. Yeah, I'm not calling you an I crushed last night. Actually, it was just the 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 people <laughs> in the hall didn't like my shit because I was bragging. I was like, that was good, wasn't it, dog? That yeah. was good. I have that problem on stage <laughs> of like wanting wanting empathy from the audience, but also yeah. just wanting to be authentic. Because a lot of times I'll just, you know what I mean? Like sometimes the worst bombs are when you're trying to be a pleaser versus just like. Well, I told them, I people were like, why are you like talking like this? I was like, you know what? I used to come here and I'd do my material and I'd be really quiet off stage. And everyone like hated me for some reason because I had like, you know, off color jokes or whatever. They didn't like me. And I go. So now I'm just going to be loud and express myself off stage too because what's it fucking matter? Yeah, I can't get what's any worse. It, yeah, what's it matter? <laughs> not, but There's a I, freedom in that. And I'm I'm like, whatever create, creative thing you're doing, like whether it's a song, I'm down for notes. But there's a point where you take the notes and you're like, okay, is this still fun for me though? Mm-hmm. And if it's not, that's where it's like, oh, I can't do it. You know, I would rather yeah. do a different thing. So know? Lauren, where do you go once you're kind of feeling detached, feeling like you can do it all yourself, 
aside from just doing it, what's the mentality there on the the daily grind of ups and downs? I mean, you st- every, we, like we're still in LA. We still got rent to pay. Are you talking you know? about me or like a general person? Just in general, but oh. I'm asking for your advice. <laughs> you or general, whichever. So, oh, I just want to say one thing about the thing with notes. Be really careful who you go to for notes. Right. You ought to make sure not only they like care for you and that they're a good person and a person of integrity and know what they're talking about, but that they have the same intention as you. Because if they have a, a different intention with what the end product will be, they're not going to give you notes that are in integrity with what you want to do. So I just yeah thought, I feel yeah, yeah I feel yeah. and I don't know I like you can get advice from like people you don't like and it might be advice to ignore but it's something that bring in your intention you know I mean you can listen to shit and not take it you know what I mean mm-hmm. and they're not always wrong yeah, if yeah. seven people in so a row write right. in and tell me I interrupt too much I gotta listen to that and just go <laughs> yeah. all right I I'm, I'm, I get excited I drink a lot of coffee all right <laughs> you're probably right I do interrupt too much but I'm not trying to be an asshole but I listen and okay I'll try to interrupt less and i know people listening this is your less this is my less this is my less <laughs> but so so and i know we're talking a lot about creativity and this podcast tries to lean on relationships but there what there is a balance between Dude. being creative having to kind of only in the, in the very end you can collaborate all you want but you it really comes from within mm-hmm. doing that ver- and then also having a relationship that you water those plants too how do you balance your creative side from your relationship of six plus years so one thing that I'll say when Nap, my boyfriend's name is Napoleon, when we first met and was... He's, and he's very tall. He's, yeah, he's 6'2". He looks like a warrior, right? That's what I've always <laughs> said. I called him Napoleon. my warrior he looks when like I first a fucking met him. Warrior. I stopped doing that. <laughs> he's alternate universe Napoleon. I love giving him a hug and feeling that back. I'm like, this is what a linebacker's back feels like, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I first met him, Jordan and I would always like swap stories of who we liked at oh, the time. Yeah, yeah. We've always had like a fun... Uh, kind. Yeah. We're like bros, yeah, bro yeah, yeah, rapport. Yeah. Um, Jordan, that's called the friend zone for you. Well, well, okay. Well, no, yeah. I, I really don't think well, you ever would have wanted to be Because there was with a girl me. that I I dated in college that yeah. you, you knew her, but then there was a girl we acted with that she knew I had kind of a crush on. Darcy. No, oh yeah, because I did have oh, a crush and on then Darcy. Danielle. Okay, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah that, well, yeah. What basic nobody, chick you know. names. And so she's always known, and then yeah. in LA, and everyone moves out here, and it's like fucking like college out here again. Yeah. So. I've always swap the stories. Yeah. So, so you're with Napoleon. Anyway, sorry. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. with Napoleon, one we had like a really rocky start, first of all. Um, he didn't want to be in a relationship. He's an actor. When I first met him, like I had been burned by a bunch of guys, like bad LA guys that you hear about. And I was like ready to like hunker down and date. And he wasn't. And so I remember he like turned to me at the beginning and was like, you know, I'm, I'm just like, I want to focus on my career and I'm, I'm not sure I'm ready for someone. I'm like, interesting. I'm like, so you want to be an actor, right? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, "Mm, interesting. So you won't let yourself have a, a relationship, which is like a human emotion thing where you need to be vulnerable. But what you're trying to do is recreate human emotions. Yeah. And vulnerability. And vulnerability. Because that's what acting is. Oh, I guess I I never thought of it that way. Yeah. And then two months later, we were like official. Well, that's Um, so great. That's not the first time I've heard that story. When we had the Freemans on, it was the same thing where he tried to break up with his wife Mm -hmm. after a few months of dating. She's like, no, that's not going to (laughs) fly. And it's nice when you don't, and again, always consent. But yeah. it's nice when you don't always listen to what the other person's saying because you have to know what they're feeling. Right. Yeah, that's coming from a place of fear and probably self-sabotage. And it's like, well, is are you not interested in this because you're not interested in it? Or do you have a hang-up about something else? Because Napoleon right. still has his own free will and choices to make. But you've kind of like... Well, you you kind of... Knocked one thing. You kind of, <laughs> you kind of cracked him a little bit, which yeah. is good. Because I think men need a strong woman sometimes to be like, all right, but like I see some like 
flaws in your logic and mm-hmm. so you just you want to retry that again yeah and he was a punk when we first started <laughs> yeah. he was really an idiot like he he's really come a long way like now he does the abraham hicks meditations with me he's incredible but it was definitely like they're on season six he would he would say it any, any any time like he was a training project and i was also i didn't know what i wanted i wasn't clear it's as if like you went into, um, let's say, like a music producer and you didn't have a clear vision for your album. Of course, the producer is going to like come in and tell you what they want. And you're going to be like, OK, I guess that's fine. You know, so we were both like really learning together. But one thing we did do right and that I would recommend for anyone who's creative is in the beginning of our relationship, we set a few rules. And one of them was that we would never, ever hold each other back from a creative opportunity. Wow. So if he had an opportunity to go shoot in New Zealand for a year, I would tell him to do that. Power now, Rangers. If, if kids were in the picture, that would be different. Like if I have a child, you know, hopefully I want to have a child down the road. If we have a child together, that is a different story. But if he has an opportunity to do something that's going to elevate his career to such an incredible extent, I would want him to do that. And I would certainly do it myself. Would you still yeah, ex- you would want to find a way to support each other's right. dreams. Exactly. You know, however, if it's possible, let's find a way to make it work. We we, we have something similar where I think we understand. I've, we've never been put in a position to go to New Zealand for a year. Neither but, have we. But like if Tasha, <laughs> I mean, if you wanted to, if you had a month shoot in South Korea, when we first started dating, you know, they have these like these model shoots where they go away for like three to six months and I think you had it what might have been an opportunity to go back to South Korea for six months and I was like Jesus Christ I don't know if I'm ready to be able to let someone I'm just going to fall in love with go across it because I've been j- I've been kind of jaded by yeah. by long term shit <laughs> but also when so like if I've got a gig out of town I still kind of don't ask Tasha but I at least let you know that I want to hear what you think about it before I'm like mm-hmm. should I go do this and I know I know in the end she's going to want me to do whatever creative thing I can do but I do like the idea of at least feeling like you kind of are making decisions as a team yeah that's a nice thing I mean I do think it should be that way it just would it would be like if she said no you absolutely can't do that because I need you to spend time with me that's when I think you do start to run into some issues now again I think it's different if you have kids um but then like just day-to-day stuff I'm still working through that. Like, that's another thing. I'm trying to have more fun. I've realized this past year because I released the podcast. I've been working a full-time job. I started a consulting company and I'm working on my music. I haven't allowed myself time for just play. And you really can't be creative without playing. And like, I do think my relationship has suffered because I've been so focused on what I want to do. And so, I don't know. It's hard. Not there yet. But you just have to kind of like realize that work isn't everything and you can't possibly be a good artist if you can't have a life. Like the original argument I had, I need to use it on myself. Wow, look at that full mm-hmm. circle. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so great. It's so um, enlightening to, to think that way. So good for you guys for even like asking these questions and like looking at yourself. We don't live in a world that's a nine to five. We don't live in a world where, all right, 6 p.m. we do dinner together every night. So how how do you think you'll go? You said you're kind of still solving this. How do you go ahead finding the date nights? Is it like, this is our date night, but I also understand if like something comes up? Yes. But I'll say like leaving room for spontaneity. So the other day I was on my way home from work and I was like, I don't know, like I'm trying to follow my instinct right now, which I've repressed for a few years. So I'm like now opening myself up to it. And my instinct was like, we don't live together actually, by the way, I should mention. My instinct was like, let me drive to his house and like, let's just go on an adventure. And we just drove all around Burbank. So it was really fun. saucy and dangerous. You saw Jordan bomb at Flappers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Flappers watched Jordan. Saw yeah. this asshole on stage at Flappers. 
<laughs> Talk about an adventure. And then like cook dinner together and oh, like we we so love cute. it's very weird, but we love walking through grocery stores. It's like our cutesy little yes. thing. So we walk through Vons every aisle. That's season seven <laughs> yeah. of dating. I yeah. love watching thing the night before Thanksgiving just for that. All the couples, oh, yeah. all the girls with their notebooks and the guys pushing the cart <laughs> the night before Thanksgiving in every grocery store is Dude, so cute. Yeah, oh. well you know what couples do? You know what we're guilty of doing is like you start shout you start shouting over other couples. Uh, yeah. So we'll be in different aisles like, babe, are you allergic to buckwheat? <laughs> babe, buckwheat. <laughs> Flour? <laughs> and it's like you're out you're out coupling each other. That's what we we go to the Silver Lake Trader Joe's. If you really want to pack in the millennials, go to the Silver Lake Trader Joe's. But yeah, it's fun because you're creating dinner and you're like, oh, and and it's like you're, I mean, I, I would say we're kind of the same way. We I think, so we sound so fucking lame, but I think, I think stocking up on a good amount of food and knowing mm. you've got some Netflix queued up, I think is a pretty, pretty solid dinner day. But we also try to get out and kind of like do something new but we do we do get kind of on the same like track of which which can be a bad thing because sometimes we just carve out our seats and stare at the tv you know what i yeah. mean like that's that's what that's that's we our need guilty to have more denominator. adventures i think like you know the drive thing was fun but that wasn't like an adventure adventure mm-hmm. like i want to start like going to museums and Ooh. do like going on a day trip to ojai just for fun and walking around you know like i think that get those an kind airbnb of things. out of town you really know what I mean? or even yeah. in town nice just A-frame for the day cabin. to change like we went to chicago a couple weeks ago that was good that'd be fun that yeah. was good we needed a change of pace you we know we just got back from thailand and that's um yeah we, we, we we've Quit gotten bragging. a lot better at traveling <laughs> yeah well, we, we've we, we've got a lot better at traveling and and but but also you need to learn on how to how to have that quality time in your own like we live in fucking los angeles i know like there's a lot of stereotypes about the kind of the hollywood vibe of la but it still is like a pretty dynamic city it's yeah amazing. it does have lots to offer if you're, also, if you're looking and also just the nature around here. So I, like earlier today, I was like, we need to go into the desert soon. We haven't really, it's been a, it's been a bit. Yeah, it's been a while since we had a little camping trip. That's my favorite little like almost vacation, just like, a, you know, three hours drive or something. That's the best. We, we have a list. We have a listener who just got an RV and, and uh, I follow her on Instagram. She listens to the podcast, but she knows that I'm kind of like big on one of my big, big things that I would want. Like, like hit the lottery, hit the lot. Let's say I hit the lottery with the podcast. We have enough followers where we can go do live shows or stand up anywhere around the country even if it's just an 80 seater i want to get i want to get an airstream with a nice like jeep that hooks up oh, to it cool. and just go for it that's all i want I good mean, plumbing I do you have a vision board <sighs> do i know you, you need one you babe we've yeah. at least the airstream you should have a, yeah. Yeah. You should have a relationship vision board right yeah here. you should you remember <laughs> last year at christmas time we saw that little light up airstream yeah, it was like one of those it. like christmas light oh, uh, yeah. and then i want you to also like like i'm like some sort of guru but like from what i've heard and what i actually have in my room and a lot of things have come true have a map with everywhere you want to go and then put the airstream above it and if you get that little like light up one Ooh. you can actually put it places and visualize oh, yourself there. i should get a map of the u.s yeah uh, i should get that as like the base of my vision board and have the little air we had sex in the airstream last year which is pretty nice yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, my mom bought an airstream as and sold it so like they didn't no one in my family used the Dave Neil fucked in this yeah. <laughs> it has these little like supporting beams you gotta like put down and I don't think I put them down right I think like one of them like dug in or right it wasn't fun it was fine but quit uh, bragging quit yeah, bragging but, but my thing with airstreams <laughs> is that they hold their value so well so you can spend 50 grand on an airstream and then three years later it's worth 50 grand or 48 it's not like these other campers that just like mm. you know go down mm. or whatever so I'm like all right you know if we if and when 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 we get this sort of following that 
that's that wants to come with us and do live shows and, and, and different events or live stand up and Tasha, you know, exploring the world, modeling, traveling, or you know, because our country's so so crazy rich with uh, with sights to see. It's all yeah. these other people. I, I deal with all these tourists. They come and they're like, they're they're like, we Grand Canyon, fuck yeah, the, the Big Sur, fuck yeah. And we're like, there's a lot of people in our country that are passing these things up. So anyway, I don't know. That's kind of on my vision board. I think we kind of uh, align with the the travel aspect of of working together. <laughs> but it's you know, you're right. I need a vision board. I need to do it. So yo, have you, do you listen to any of her music? I haven't. Okay, this is the the relationships, dude. Her music is fueled by relationships. Yeah, it's pretty brutal, it, too. dude. Dude, it, I don't dude. write a lot of love songs. Dude, her shows are. If you go to her show, it's like a concept show where every song is like a story, and she will explain in between. She's like, and then like here she has a saucy, sexy song about that guy Patrick you had a crush oh, on. Yeah. And then it would be like getting over that, and then it would be about you. I don't know. Every song. Do you have any music we can play on the you. podcast at the end of this episode? I do, yeah. My song, Road to Glory. That one's about actually creativity and like the long, painful climb to be the person and artist you want to be. Oh, so we can play it at the end of this? We'll put that in in post. It'll be great. That's hit, amazing. Baby. we got to go in a few minutes because we're already uh, almost at an hour. So let's do our plugs and then we'll we'll have a quick chat and get out of here. So <laughs> where can people find you if they don't want to go to Flappers <laughs> and see you? Look at me on Instagram. I have the best stories. I took stories of cartoons i watch or me bombing on stage all the time and talking shit i'm the shit look up jordan lear you'll never forget it i'll be everywhere and are you uh, are you are you um you're single now right are you yeah i'm still yeah it's funny you guys are talking about all, how to balance all this <laughs> you guys are talking about balance relationship with the creativity and i'm so afraid of having a relationship because I, I feel like i'm firing on all cylinders and i can't throw anything into a wrench yeah you were my excuse of a bad friend when it, <laughs> when i was having an issue and i was like ta- i was like working yeah. my well my way through like an issue and you were like, you just had the fatalist, like, bro, just, just like move, be single, move. I, I'm like, that's why I don't have a girlfriend. <laughs> I, know, I was like, you're like, I, I gotta like, do this, do this. I'm like, that's why. But I don't you're have a girlfriend. allowed to have defined priorities. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, if you want to be focused on just your creative pursuits right now, that's allowed. Hey, yeah, yeah. As long as you're not leading somebody right. on, don't thinking bring another human into the mix. And you right. have a long-term relationship, so you've proven that you can yeah, do that. You're not just a fuck on that boy. For a while. Mm-hmm. But yeah. we do have listeners. We do have some listeners. Talk about giving back. That have banged some of our podcast guests i, I know that know as a that? fact i know that as a fact i've been i've had people email me we wow. also who, are matchmakers who banged me i'm that just listened. saying who banged well me? i don't know i don't know if that's <laughs> Find the case out. but uh it depends when they listen to this so go to jo- go find jordan lear on instagram did you bang me he's <laughs> did got you some, do it he's got some shirtless photos he'll play a wonderwall for you on his guitar or yeah, whatever the fuck dude. he does to get yeah. we, we know wonderwall and then you are at at lauren lagrasso l-a-u-r-e-n-l-o-g-r-o-s-s-o almost L O G R A S S O and listen to my podcast Unleash Your Inner Creative. New episodes every Tuesday. Amazing and um, yeah, because I know there's there's so much we didn't get to get into, but I think creativity goes hand in hand with with relationships because y- you know relationships. What the podcast has been become it's less about sex and more about our relationship with ourselves, our our significant others, our family, and like you have to have that relationship with your creative child which is in us. Everyone yes. has it. And it's just a muscle you decide to feed or not feed. And it can be something that cures you of a lot of your issues in life, whether it's just writing in a journal or you don't, it's not, you know, your creativity doesn't have to be something you share. It can be yeah. something you just do on your own for your own well-being, whether it's a coloring book and some weed or whatever it could be. Yeah, it's how you nurture yourself. We right. just choose to do it on stage in front of strangers because we're like... fucking an Airstream. Code to color my book. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That'd be a great weekend for me. I would love that. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, that's why I wanted to start it because I think repressed creativity is the cause of a lot of the world's suffering and that everyone's creative. So if you can access that, you can just have more joy in life. Yeah, the bitterness, the kind of calcifying mm-hmm. of our like, you know, well, that guy's got that and this, the limitations we set, they're so dangerous and it can all be overcome by keeping, you know, your vision in your own lane and finding out what you can do. And, and, and part of the hard thing is, is this with social media, everyone looks perfect. So we have mm-hmm. this fixed mindset of being like, I'm not Chris Rock. I can't do that. And then you go and see people that aren't perfect do it. And you go, I could try that. I could go to Flappers and try that. <laughs> you know, and that's the key is like not just looking at the final design, but, you know, kind of like if, if there's anything in the world you want it, like I have, a, I have a friend who listened to the podcast, Nikki, and she's like got, got in, she, be, she got it's gotten like political activism and then ran she's like ran for a, a seat in on the school board committee in her town or wherever it was and i was like that's like that's her kind of like giving you know doing her thing and not just th- saying oh, i wish i studied poli sci in college no you're actively doing it and it's not about the degrees you got it's about where you're that's going how forward. you shine your light so what are you doing new creatively tasha you know, I'm really proud of the work that I've been doing on my Instagram lately. <laughs> I know that sounds so ridiculous. I love it. Thank you so it. much. It's so gorgeous. The aesthetic. I love it. Thank you. Oh. I had really taken a step back the past few years, actually, because I found myself just like really annoyed with Instagram and I was picking at myself and I was really um, like body conscious and I just was not having a good time. But I am so envious of travel bloggers. Like that's my secret, like what I want to do and i can totally travel vlog from the rv dave so get on that yeah but um you get on that <laughs> in that is with me but <laughs> with our recent trip it really prov- it allowed me the opportunity i partnered with a hotel while we were there and it allowed me the opportunity to like have to step up my game forced you know? creativity yeah exactly and so you know we had some inspo shots and mood board and like we knew what we were doing and it was awesome to just be like okay this is the plan let's execute and it, it Babe, i don't you know did it. you did such a great job thank you i've seen that I've was seen like your my gr- creative power so you know like when i first moved to la and i was first doing modeling i was working on my book all the time you know that was a creative outlet where I got to like shine my little light and have some input and creative direct some stuff, you know, like that was fun, but you get burned out after a while. You don't have time anymore. Your, your your day's been eaten up by the other stuff and your creative like space has been eaten up by all that other mundane stuff. But I don't know. You also feel like you're not succeeding as fast as other people because you'll see people take off because they do a lot of lunges. You know what I mean? You'll see, you'll (laughs) see them take off because they squat and fart into a microphone and then they're like, super it's successful and that's and that's fine right it's fine <laughs> no, for them 100 but it but it but it is disheartening because i'm like tasha you just lost followers and you did and you're doing such great stuff you know what i mean it's like but can i share some good news yes, on this please. good news sunday so I, I you know for the past week or so i've been sharing some of the photos that we shot i'm still in the process of sharing some of our photos some of our content and on friday right before end of day a brand that i never thought would want to work to with me you know they're just like a really high level brand like all the big influencers work with them. I never thought that they would look at my stuff or think twice about me. They sent me an email and they want me wow. to be one of their ambassadors. Wow, good yeah. Did you tell me this? No, I didn't. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. But all right, we're buying the RV, folks. <laughs> <laughs> it's on its way. <laughs> but it just made me really proud. I was like, oh, somebody saw. Yeah. There was, that was a little like um, a positive sort of feedback for like the work that I've been doing the past See how two fast weeks. it is? Yeah, you know what I so love fast. too is like, you know, sometimes, you know, you got to, there's a problem with our society now is a lot of the work we do is on our cell phones. Like we can get away with doing work on our cell phones, but it's so dang addicting to like, 
to like hit a, hit the wrong app, and next thing you know, you're doing something fucking completely different. And like I got Tasha the i and the the new iP it was the iPad Pro. I think this is like two years ago now, but this was like state of the line iPad, and she got the little felt pen that goes with it. So you can like because the one thing the one thing you hated the most was like doing the post-production work and i think you actually enjoy it now because there's all these fun apps that you can use and that's creative that's like a that's like a coloring book that's like letting your you know your design background take over and you've kind of got are starting to get over the um the, the self-criticism you feel of like having to do the creative stuff on your own photos because i can understand it's like when we edit if you wanted to edit a stand-up demo really like i fucking hate every bit i've ever done <laughs> i don't want to edit where, where the audience is laughing so clearly there the audience is right but in my in my head i'm just like jesus christ this wasn't ugh well, you it, have to sort of eliminate those challenges, those things that are going to give you the mental hangups and the mental roadblocks and set yourself up for success. Like, I don't know why I didn't just buy a new computer in the first place and put Photoshop on it in the first place. Because you were too in it. Yeah. yeah. What, her computer, I think it's still plugged in, actually, two years later. It's just closed Every and Every computer I on. have, I still have, and but like, so yeah. So do I. But They're like, all stacked on top same, of each other in a closet. Same, because I'm like, I don't know how to get stuff off the hard drive you know if i need something someday and they all still turn on it just yeah. takes like Listen, 40 minutes for them to boot up every time i open it buy a 50 dollar <laughs> hard drive they're that big and then bring them all into a mac store and pay a couple hundred bucks and get the fucking yeah, some weird oh, freak flipping through all your photos my dudes are on there yes, i know yeah i yeah, know tasha's got some fucking photos on there i'm trying uh, to access but yeah the second she would open her laptop it'd be like bling bling and you'd hear like the whirring, you know, yeah. like the whirring. There's like a window yeah. screen ticking around. It's like, what are you doing with that thing? So I got to the iPad Pro, which is lightning faster than faster than m almost all computers because it's just like it knows what it's doing and it solved that issue. But it's about like getting rid of the things you can get rid. We talked about this before. I know we're we're getting out of here, but we talked about the fact that like spend the money letting someone else do what takes you too much time to do mm -hmm. so you can yeah. focus on your creative thing that you're good at yeah. somebody else is the geek who can go through the computer but that's like your afternoon or that's like your weekend and just the idea of going through the computers which are weighing down all of our storage space just the idea of going through those is like crazy so we just shuffle it into the corner yeah, but like delegate and yeah you're exactly you guys ever seen multiplicity uh -uh. That's how you handle a relationship. He got seven clones of himself that could have his relationship and go to work, so he didn't have to do. Jeez, anything. I need that. Michael Keaton. It's oh, an amazing. We gotta film. watch that. It's an amazing. I film. could use one to go to that it's dinner amazing. date we have tonight, Delegate. so I can watch Sunday Night Football. Yeah. Anyway, um, that. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. And one Thanks more time, your podcast. Yeah, it, your podcast is called Unleash Your Inner Creative. Unleash Your Inner Creative. Yeah. Everyone, go check that out because everyone has an inner creative. Let's stop putting it on the back burner like the laptop we no longer use. Let's pick <laughs> apart our creativity, share with the world. And again, tag tag us in what you got going on. Tag Lauren, tag Jordan, tag Tasha, tag myself. Let us know what you're going on. We'll all share what we're working on. I'm going to get you a copy of my vision board. I'm going to make a fucking vision board. You got excited. I'm sure in a creative page. I do. I have a creative of the week every week and I'd love to share that. That'd be All really right, cool. Tasha, you heard it here. I know we've talked about <laughs> it for years. I'm not going to apologize for the past, but I'm vision doing a creative. Board. I'm doing a vision board with a map with my little fuck RV and uh, and uh, all the fun places we're going to go. Uh, Jordan, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I bet there's going to be like a threesome with Tom Brady on the vision That's board. That's fucking too. right. <laughs> no, TV I know 12 your style. method. That's I don't right. think anyone would refuse that. Oh, those dimples. He wants the devil's I won't threesome. even be in it. I'm just going to be watching. Um, Cuckled. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for doing the podcast. Bye. There it was, folks. Are you a changed person?
or do you feel like shit and you know you got to get your life together? Hey, that's a good feeling too. Sometimes, you know, we see someone who's like hustling and we go, I'm not running that fast and I know I can run faster. And you know what? Eat a banana, get some potassium and get ready for the fucking race. All right, folks, if you want to check out our Patreon, go to patreon.com slash this app patreon.com slash t-h-e-s-a-p or just go to the description of this podcast app and you can see the link to our patreon and i have a new episode this week called how to use the law of attraction and oh by the way i have some pretty big announcements i make on the patreon as well so you might want to go check that out if you want to uh, donate to us and if you can't if it's not the right time for you if you're pressed for money or we just don't add enough value at this point for you to want to pull the trigger on joining the patreon the least free thing we can all do is please take a screen grab of this podcast as you're listening to it right now screen grab us and then post it on instagram tv in your on your instagram stories tag at tasha courtney at d neals d-n-e-a-l-z and at the dot sap that's at the dot sap and um we'll reshare it for you but we appreciate you tagging any friends that you think should also listen to this good message of ours which by the way is trying not to take itself too seriously but connecting ourselves to the authenticity within releasing our inner creative and sharing it with like-minded all-stars so anyway i hope you guys had a great time listening to this episode please kill it this week Send me a message. Send us a message. Let us know what's going on with your life. How how are things going? And let us know if we can help you. We appreciate you all listening. And we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. (laughs) 